How's it going? And welcome back, Bears fans, to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Hey, everyone. Will DeWitt. We have Mark Carmen and Greg Braggs Jr. here for us on this Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast. Guys, I know you broke down the schedule last night. Uh, we're going to be talking some other schedules here today. Hope you're having a good Friday, and I'm excited to talk with you. Will, you got the heavy lift today, buddy. We apologize uh, sincerely <laughs> for me and, and from Braggs. I know this is, uh, you know, neither of us are, are, are Nick or Hogue. So, you know, <laughs> I, I hope they've tripled your pay for today. But, uh, you know, I, I it's been an interesting 24 hours for me just looking back at the schedule. And, you know, you get excited about it. it it's the schedule. Braggs was going nuts yesterday. And. Then you look at, you know, the opponents, which could change greatly as far as who does what this year. But you look at it right now, uh, you know, five teams that were in the playoffs last year, six that were above 500. Um, You know, hey, as far as a 17 game schedule goes, you can't complain about that. Uh, But then, you know, we're going to get into it here. There's there's some there's some significant challenges with this schedule, too, as as to what it's going to mean for the for the Bears. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Riding high now that we got the full scope yesterday. I was up till about two in the morning in spaces talking, arguing with my friends about, you know, what is a realistic expectation for this team and and going at both ends of the spectrum. And and it's a fun, you know, exercise to do. You know, it's a long ways away. So I get there's a lot of different variables, but you know, for me, you know, I, I just have a good feeling about this year. I like the vibe. You know, if you watch that Bears video they put out, the social media team did such a great job. Jake did such a great job with our little intro video right there. Uh, but the Bears, you know, they finally stepped up their game with the content wars of schedule release videos. And it just kind of shows the vibe of this team, the camaraderie of this group. Players you see on social media, like, mad that they weren't a part of it, too, because – they want everybody wants in on this fun. So I'm excited to see what this team can do. You know, Will, I saw you put your article out yesterday, um, you know, kind of breaking it down and laying out how the how the season will go. But I'm I'm certainly curious to hear, you know, your reaction to it all and, and where you're at, because you're kind of like me in the in the vein of trying to see the most optimistic way, finding your way to as many wins as you can, kind of no matter what the team is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I have anything additional right now. I mean, you can read the article on allchgo.com. Obviously wasn't invited to do the schedule release with you guys. Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) just wanted to throw that out there. So didn't really think about it too much uh, in terms of that. I know today's not even Bears focused. uh, So that's just kind of where I'm at here today with it. Uh, but obviously we knew the opponents for a while. It's pretty easy to kind of look at them, just really the order in which we face them. But there's some inter- interesting takeaways in the article, uh, but nothing overly egregious or anything, I would say, too involved or too in-depth. But I-, I appreciate the question. Yeah, well, you're always invited. I mean, even more so than me, Will. <laughs> let, me, let me just make that clear because, you know, I'm going crazy meatball there. We need somebody there that actually has, you know, an analytical and information perspective i'm just kind of ripping it gripping it and ripping it when it comes to this so you know i think for me it just looks like you know last year when people told me you know they're not going to win six games i could hear them out i could understand their reasoning why and 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 say that was fair this year 
six or less wins, it, I find it harder to understand the reasoning than if you're to try to explain to me how they get to eight, nine, or even 10 wins. So I, I, I really do feel like it's a reverse of that feeling from last year. Yeah, it, it, to that point, it feels a lot more grounded to be optimistic about the bears right now than it did last year. Somehow I got myself there. Will you got yourself there last year? Because why would you, you know, ruin the season in your mind that they've got no chance before the season starts. That is absolutely no fun this year. It feels a little more like, okay, we're, we're going to be set up better. Obviously a long way to go before September the 10th, but I, I did get one tweet today and I think it's interesting the way we're looking at the bears and the way we're looking at the Packers. Like we're all saying the Packers are screwed. Rogers is gone. Jordan loves not going to have it figured out by week one, but I do think it's a fair point um, that, you know, Hey, you, do we think that the bears are actually going to hit the, you know, hit the ground running? You know, there, there, there's a lot of moving parts here. the offensive line is going to be completely different. Um, you know, is Tevin Jenkins, and there is the preseason, but the preseason is the preseason. Um, Gerard uh, uh, Turner, just to give you a little shout out, Gerald. Thank you. Says, am I the only one who hates opening with the Packers? Bears have new starters everywhere. Why are we assuming they hit the field running? I'm expecting them to be much better by week eight than by week one. And I think it's a very fair point. You know, I it, it's... Maybe the Packers will be that dysfunctional, but and and the Bears will be that ahead of the game. But there is a there's going to be a learning curve here. I think that's just realistic. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I was just waiting to see if if you had it there. Well, just because like from my perspective, well, yeah, it's a fair statement to say. Like, how do we know the Bears are going to be clicking all? Of course, they're not going to be. Is the answer? But neither is Jordan Love. I mean, both teams have a lot of chemistry to get going as the season gets in with their new wide receivers, new quarterback. So Jordan love is even more so behind Justin Fields, as far as working as a starting quarterback with guys. I mean, Justin Fields is second year in his offense as the starter with guys like Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. Yes. You have some new pieces that you have to work through, but I feel like Justin Fields has the leg up ahead of Jordan love, just similar to last year with Trey Lance. When we played him, you know, week one, he, it was a new thing for him, newer than even Justin Fields. And you saw that. And and so that helped them last year. I think it'll help them again this year at home. Yeah. You guys bring up some really good points there, uh, you know, about the bears and the early portion of the schedule playing those quarterbacks early, uh, as you mentioned, uh, whether it be Jordan love, whether it be Baker Mayfield with a new team. So uh, I think they catch a break there. It should help them out uh, just because, it's going to take time for each of those quarterbacks to establish their chemistry uh, with their respective offenses. Yeah. I, I, uh, I love the fact that uh, the lines are out for week one. Go to what's up DraftKings. get on in. But like it, it started out as a one point spread bears, Packers bears were favorite. Now they've bet it up to three. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure that's a great use of your money because it's May the 12th. The game is uh, in September. So that's a long time to have the dollars tied up. I'm sure you're not making a ton of interest on your 10 bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, but bears fans are jumping in here, uh, you know, making wagers here, moving the line, a lot of optimism going into week one. You can feel it, man. There's, there's legit bears optimism on out there. Uh, and, and why not? Let's go schedule Packers. You're going down. Let's live the dream. Yeah, there you go. I mean, everyone knows me. I'm I'm optimistic to a you know to a fault. 
a, a little bit, but I try to keep that op optimistic, you know, the optimism realistic. Uh, speaking of optimism and I, I think excitement, uh, all of us were pretty excited this morning if you turned on NFL Network and Good Morning Football. Because look at there, look at Kyle wearing a CHGO Bears crew neck. By the way, that's still available over on chgolocker.com. You can definitely pick up one of these bad boys amongst all the other awesome designs that we have. But seeing us represented on a national stage from a show that is obviously on the league's channel was pretty damn cool. I mean, that's just awesome. We met Kyle at the Super Bowl. Uh, he loved our merchandise we used our brilliant heads to saying well if you love it so much maybe we can send you some and perhaps you could wear it someday i thought he might wear it around the streets of new york or wherever but to wear it on the show uh and you know he's a chicago guy but he hasn't worked for chgo it's awful nice of him and and we obviously all appreciate it and that show is fantastic i watch it every day um and kyle's extremely talented has a very interesting career from producer to on-air guy so uh and it was awesome talking to him having on the show you can go back and watch that if you so choose on your youtube chgo channel uh from the super bowls that was a fun conversation back in the day which wasn't that long ago even though it feels like it was eight years ago bears <laughs> well awesome i guess we could just jump in here i know you guys wanted to talk about the panther schedule and also look at the schedules within the division uh so i'll just kind of open it up we can throw that schedule graphic on the screen and i'll you know play the role of babysitter here today and like you said carm i better get paid extra for this one but i'll let you guys do it i would say one stands out go ahead there bragsy you're you're hyped on the panthers yeah well i'm certainly interested i mean i don't know if we're gonna go through this week to week um you know but you know i it, it's a huge thing for the bears they have two first round picks you know, I'd like to think that the Bears are closer to eight, nine wins than they are six or seven. And and so I'm looking at this Panthers schedule and I'm trying to figure out how this can be a top five pick. I mean, I guess the biggest question that we can't answer is when does Bryce Young start? You know, they're, you know, Scott Fitterer, the GM of the Panthers has put out there that that Andy Dalton is the starter and you're starting to hear similar echoes that we heard, you know, once upon a time with you know, uh, Ryan Pace and, and Justin Fields when he first started and, and Andy Dalton started ahead of him. And it was not what I wanted, wasting training camp snaps, uh, just a big waste of time, in my opinion. So if they make the same mistake, I'm all for it uh, because I think Bryce Young is the better quarterback. But just looking through this schedule, you know, I was kind of going through it, you know, uh, last night and a little bit this morning, but you know, depending on when Bryce Young starts and even then, you know, there'll be some rookie hills to climb. It's hard for me to find them past six wins. I don't know how much you guys combed over this. Obviously, we play them, you know, uh, week 10, November 9th. So the Bears better take care of business when it comes to that. But I'm certainly curious to see, you know, just how, you know, where this pick lands. It'd be amazing if it was a top five pick because we all want Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Well, I mean, they've got some interesting road stretches here. They've uh, first of all, in the Bears thing, uh, is the ninth. Then they're home with Dallas the next week, uh, and then which and these are all noon games after the Bears Thursday night game. But they've got Dallas, then on the road at Tennessee, on the road at Tampa Bay, on the road at New Orleans. Um, you know, and they've got a stretch early in the year where they play three or four on the road into their bye. So, um, 
you know, and they, it, 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 what I don't like about their schedule is, I mean, I, I feel like the bucks are out of it at the end. So they're playing no one. Maybe, maybe that's a tank game for Tampa and they're just, they're just throwing away. Is Jacksonville still relevant at the end of the season? I think they very well might be with that division. Um, is green Bay relevant, you know, December 24th. So they're getting their back end of the schedule softens up a ton. Um, and, and, we don't know how this is going to play out, but I don't think Green Bay is going to be a playoff team this year. So I don't think a lot of their – to me, it looks like a very soft ending for the Panthers, which is not obviously what the Bears want. Yeah, I mean, again, like the opponents have been decided for a couple of months now, and we, we've kind of seen that. But I do think having the three away games towards the end of the season is good. Getting – you know, having to play in Seattle is going to help because that's doesn't matter if they're a good team or an average team the, that environment is very difficult to play in uh, so like Greg said I think there is a path for this to be a top five pick is where I'm kind of you know setting my bar right now if it finishes fifth or better uh, I think I would be pretty ecstatic and of course worst case scenario Bears fans are hoping this is still a top 10 pick and, and the better the pick the better the return on investment and the, and the better that trade looks at the end of the day for Ryan Poles and the Bears. No the, doubt. The end of the schedule is always kind of tough to pick this time of year because so much can change injury wise and, and momentum and everything else. It's a little easier to look at that beginning of the schedule. And Will, I'm curious from your perspective, you know, those six weeks before the bye, you know, where could you, you know, it's, it's hard, like it's hard for me to find, you know, a, like, okay, they're definitely going to win this game kind of vibe from it obviously not knowing whether or not Bryce Young starts is a huge huge um thing there so I'm curious what your opinion is like realistically (laughs) the most wins they can squeak out it's not an easy stretch even at the beginning yeah law can you do your magic and throw it up there for for me to reference real quick if you don't mind uh, that would really help so yeah being on the road in atlanta again uh, it's a divisional game atlanta is still in their kind of rebuild but at the end of the day like i think that being on the road even though they play there every single year uh will help uh but i look at those first stretches and not a single one is like a, a guaranteed win. They're going to be challenged uh, with every single one of these opponents, the Saints, the Seahawks, obviously the Vikings and Lions, the Dolphins too. Like they could realistically start 0-6. They can be somewhere like 2-4. and four. Uh, Again, it's the NFL any given Sunday. But sure. I, I like, uh, again, I like being on the road in Seattle. I, I like being in Detroit if they're actually going to be players this year down in Miami, even though it's in October, I've been to a game in October in Miami and it still can be hot as balls. It could still be like 90 yep. degrees and you're not used to that when it hits October. So that could be an extra wrinkle too. So yeah, Greg, it's not an easy stretch by any means for them. Uh, and it would depend on Dalton or young and, you know, hopefully, you know, best case scenario is it doesn't matter who's out there. They're just going to struggle regardless. You have a veteran who has a very, I guess a limited talent window right now. And then you have a rookie who has a lot to learn and a lot to kind of adjust to. So it may not matter at the early portion. Uh, the results may end up being you know, nearly the same. Uh, can we just fast forward to what you just uh, hopefully spoke into existence, Will, that the Panthers start out 0-6? Can you imagine <laughs> the conversation in Chicago? Let's just say, hypothetically, I don't want this to happen. We all don't want this to happen. But let's just say that, Fields is off struggling and the Panthers are 0 and 6. The conversation 
I mean, I give this a 2% chance of happening, but you know, it's Friday, May 12th. Let's, let's just have a little fun here or whatever. It's just a wild speculation. If that was the case, the conversation about Caleb Williams would be thick, super thick, and it would be uncomfortable. And again, extremely unlikely, but the way that Panther schedule does lay out, they, they could very well start slow considering they have a new quarterback, considering uh, the opponents and Bears fans are going to be paying extremely close attention to what's going on in Carolina all season long because it matters a ton. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple of comments in, in the chat too about hey they don't have DJ Moore and that's going to hurt them too. And obviously sure. we know he's here in Chicago. We're excited to have DJ on this team, be that bona fide guy in this offense. And without that alpha in the room, uh, again, it, whether it's a, a struggling veteran in Dalton, a, a rookie who has those growing pains, not having a guy like that is going to make both of their jobs so much more difficult and will hopefully help the Bears out and their chances of that pick being high. And. To Torian's point in the chat, Carm hypotheticals never have Fields doing something awesome. How about this one, Torian? He's crushing it. Fields, the Bears are <laughs> – I have the Bears starting 4-1 and one if you watched last night. He's And they're not doing that without Fields playing well. So there's a hypothetical. And if he is, then we can have all the Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, conversation. Can we make him the number one overall pick and add another weapon? I'm down with that. Let's a go. Cram- a crampathetical. A crampathetical. Okay. Um, yeah, I, it's just kind of all about positive and negative momentum, and that's part of football that you just can't find on paper. And so I'm definitely looking for that negative momentum to snowball for Carolina, and they start looking towards, you know, draft and, and next year kind of vibes. And, um, you know, Bryce Young, I think, is going to be a good quarterback, but how long can he, you know, how long will it take him to catch up to the speed of the league? And, build his chemistry. I like, they don't have PJ Walker. They got Andy Dalton. And so we got PJ Walker, you know, as Mm -hmm. the backup quarterback, who I think is a very solid quarterback, you know, and I I think maybe a storyline we don't talk about enough because we're just going to envision the scenario where Justin Fields plays all 17 games, but that's not typically how it always works in a football season. So it's, it's good. The bears were able to get a backup like that. So take that from the Panthers as well, not just DJ Moore. So, yeah, I mean that Falcons game. I see maybe a win, but after that, it's like good luck to you. One and five, zero oh and six. I'll take all of that. But as you mentioned, Will, anything can happen. So uh, I certainly set on it because we all love Marvin Harrison Jr. Everybody's been talking about him. He's going to be the hottest name that isn't a quarterback going into next year's draft. And this is a pretty quarterback heavy draft, even outside of the quarterback, Caleb Williams. There's they're, they're saying it could be three quarterbacks. Again, go one, two, and three, uh, the Drake Mays and, and Penix. And then you've got all these other quarterbacks. I, I can see five or six quarterbacks going in the first round this year. So I don't want a quarterback with the bears, but I love that it's quarterback heavy because you know me, I love all those trade backs. Uh, Absolutely. This, can you can you read this, Carm? Because it's uh, giving me nightmares. Long yeah, time. I mean, it, <laughs> this was not the t- point of the show where he needed Braggs to put the head down and go into his three-minute soliloquy with this on the screen. Uh, but the CHGO Cram getting a lot of love here for four ninety nine. Smash that like button or Cram will show us his manscaping routine. Uh, please do. Hit that like button. I, I don't was not planning on uh, doing any of the sort today. Toxic King Christian for $1.99. Carm Air just dropped on Amazon Prime Video. I actually haven't seen Air yet. It's a terrible job by me. I apologize to uh, Michael Jordan, 
to Dolores Jordan, uh, to Marcus, to Jeffrey, uh, to uh, Matt Damon. I, I plan on seeing it soon, but it, I probably actually will end up watching it on Amazon Prime is what's going to happen. I admit, that's just a bad job by me. There you go. I see Gary Ross asking me about Michael Penix Jr. and if he's a first-round QB or not. I mean, he did beat Justin Fields as a quarterback at Indiana. Don't say uh, that, Will. They're going to get mad at you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not say, I'm not even saying anything bad about Justin. I'm just talking about Michael over there in Penix. But it's interesting. I saw the report that he could be a top three QB in the draft next year. And obviously, it's for Washington now. But for a guy who watches IU football, because I live in Bloomington, it's just crazy to think a quarterback who can play here could be a top one. Uh, but well, that's besides the point, getting way off topic. Anything else about uh, the Panther schedule uh, that stands out to you that you want to mention before we get into our first break and kind of move on to the divisional talk? We're good. They're going down. Uh, <laughs> and and I hope there's going to be a ton of conversation early in the season with them struggling. That's what I'll be looking forward to. All right. Well, that sounds that sounds good. We'll get into uh, this message here from FOCO because I want to make sure all of our listeners can get fitted out in the best sports gear around uh, the city here. They have hoodies, they have shoes, and if you want to look more than just apparel, they have merch. You got signs, bobbleheads, literally everything in between. And as you guys can tell, uh, besides today, I think up there the weather is a little rainy, but it's spring it's baseball season. They got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, literally everything you need to head out to a game. And uh, we're remote right now, but at studio, we do have some awesome set decorations from FOCO, and they have donated a few of those pieces for our sets. And so you should definitely go show them some love. So go ahead and go to FOCO.com or just click the link in the description here, both on YouTube and your podcast player for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO, and that will unlock you 10% off your purchase. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, you know it, you love it, and they are committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping them manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future, Braggs. Yeah, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Break that down for me, Greg. How does it work, my brother? I'm going to break it down for you, Carm. An, uh, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, Go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you just say comed.com slash powering biz? Yes, I did. Schedule it today. Awesome stuff. The CHO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by the Common Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash. You just heard the link powering biz. Uh, I did want to just share that there is a poll 
active and live right now on YouTube about how many wins the Panthers will finish with next season. Uh, definitely make sure to partake in that poll. We will share the results later on in this episode. Uh, but for now, we're going to move over to the rest of the NFC North and take a look at some of those schedules. Here's some takeaways from that, because as I've always said on Bears podcasts, if you want to be able to like be serious contenders to maybe make the playoffs, you have to take care of your own backyard, and that is the division here. So let's go ahead and begin with, I think, the consensus favorite this year, which is, I don't even know how I can say those in the same sentence, the Detroit Lions here. And here's a look at their schedule. Week one, Kansas City. Week two, Seahawks. Then they have Falcons, Green Bay, Carolina, Tampa Bay is like the first, I guess, quarter here of the season. I'm not going to read the entire schedule. I'm sure people can look it up and they can look at our screen here. Uh, but for your guys' purposes, what do you want to just share in terms of like takeaways from the Lions schedule? So they have the same situation where they play three and three out of four on the road. And, and interestingly, uh, you know, they got three Thursday night games too. So, I mean, we are the NFL is making a big bet on, on the Detroit Lions. So Lions fans who listen to this podcast, I know there's a bunch of you, Don Burr, and uh, I got hit up by Chim the other day. Uh, we are. I, I hope you heard Will's words, which were the favorite in the division. Look at the respect we're giving Detroit. But uh, you know, early season at Green Bay, then they're home with Carolina. We'll be rooting for you on that day, Detroit. Um, thank you for helping us out. Then you can go lose to the Bucks and then lose to the Ravens on the road. Of course, the Bears aren't seeing. So that's a little bit of a tough stretch. They also are playing at the Chargers. And then late in the year, they go four out of five on the road. At New Orleans, at the Bears, December 3rd and 10th, home with the Broncos, and then at Minnesota, at Dallas, home with Minnesota. That's a tough ending, man. Minnesota twice in three weeks. It's hard to imagine you sweeping them. Hopefully the Vikings are, you know, we could have a, a very, very hotly contested division at that point, hopefully. And those games are going to be super interesting. That's that's kind of how I'm hoping this thing plays out, that literally the whole division's in the mix coming down the final weeks. Yeah, the entire division's strength of schedule is under 500. I believe the Packers have the easiest strength of schedule of anyone in the division. So when we go through these schedules, it, it's gonna each of them's gonna have kind of a similar tone to it. There's some there's some spots where they can win some games, and for the Lions, it's certainly at the beginning of the season. I mean, I think they're starting 0 and 1, but after that, they have a string of games they're gonna they're gonna probably win. You know, in my opinion. Uh, I do think this whole gambling situation that the Chargers social media uh, department kind of poked fun at in their video uh, yesterday for their schedule release. I do think that's kind of like the one little wrinkle, like how does that affect their culture? They lose Jamison Williams. I know he hasn't played for them because of injury and everything else. Now he's suspended for gambling. They lost coaches to this may seem like a small thing, but when you're Dan Campbell and you're creating this culture and, and everything and you have something like that happen, it kind of knocks you down a peg in my opinion. So, you know, between that and the overwhelming expectations and hype they have going into the season for a team that hasn't won a division since 1993, you know, that's a, that's a big, that's a tall task to live up to, but they are certainly on the right trajectory. The way they finished the season last year is how you want to come into this year. 
Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see if they can live up to the hype or if they're just going to lie in themselves like throughout the season as we've seen throughout, I mean, honestly, my entire lifetime. You just hit 93 is the last time they won. I would have been one years old at the time. So like my entire life, Detroit has not been able to succeed here, whether it be, I think, what, the NFC Central back in the day? Right. Uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I've only really watched since yeah. it's been the North. The That's... Buccaneers used to be in it. I remember that. that <laughs> I remember playing like an old Madden, like 2000 and being so confused like what's this <laughs> team doing in the bears division but anyway uh yeah so like will the lions be able to live up to the hype or will they kind of crumble under the pressure i think they're a young team i think they have promise but it's just going to be about their ability to i think succeed in the in the limelight here because if i was detroit i'd rather be in the underdog situation like where they've normally been where people are counting us out but we can prove them wrong and instead of having all the weight on their shoulders uh, so with the weight now kind of being placed there here in the off season i do think it's gonna be fascinating to see how they handle it right out of the gate and then as the you mentioned their Carm, that real tough stretch of the year that has i think three divisional games which are very important I'm just kind of amazed sitting back thinking about Detroit that the NFL is making this big of a bet too. You want the Lions on opening night. Football is back. I mean, there's not really, you know, a huge downside here. The NFL is the NFL. It's not going anywhere. But that's uh that's a hell of a tip of the cap to a team that did not make the playoffs last year and is still has the name Detroit and Lions. Um I said but- it last night and I'll say it again. The fact that they didn't have Bengals versus Chiefs, Bengals at Chiefs with this rivalry the way it is, you're going to make it us wait all the way until New Year's Eve for that game when so many variables can come into play, whether win-loss or injury. Could have had that right out the gate. I understand, you know, New Year's Eve is going to be a big game when we get there, but I would have loved to have seen that rivalry fire right back up week one, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, for it to be so late, too, it's almost – like you're going to see it towards the end of the year and then maybe gig in the playoffs, like boom, boom. Right. And that's how it laid out at the end of last year. I know it was with, um, you know, the, the bills player having, you know, that, you know, almost death moment, which was very scary that, that threw everything off. But yeah, I mean, if it works outwards for the top AFC spot, okay. But the chances of that happening, you know, that you need a lot of things to go your way. If you're the schedule makers, when you could have just had it right out the gate, you know, that's, that's how I would have did it, but I'm happy with the Lions losing right out the gate too. <laughs> they, they, they beat Kansas city. The fear factor is going to be large. hundred percent. That's that's the thing. If they can sneak a win, because if any team, typically a lot of times fans will say, you want to play your toughest game week one, because then there's, you know, that, uncertainty chemistry hasn't been built even with the good teams and you can steal a win so to speak uh so that that certainly could be the case but i wouldn't be betting on it i'll be betting on casey well and the, any other thoughts the way, there, there mark well just just to underline uh what what the public thinks about it right now the lions are a six and a half point underdog to the chiefs so a touchdown underdog going into opening night in seven months or I could Google Is how many days. Seven day- months? No, it's not. Relax. Like, relax. Relax. It's not that long. I'll, I'll, I'll give you. I'll, I'll I'll Google for you right now, Gregory, and tell you no, how many times. Fine. You just how many, how many days? I'm no, for week one. How many days until September seventh? So <laughs> get the official one. countdown started. One hundred and thirty, give or take. 
Uh, I gotta work on my typing talents until <laughs> September seven. Dun, okay, dun, dun. it's 134 days. It's 118 days. 118 days. Even better. So if you do the math, Gregory, 30 divided by 118. That's that. That would be four months. Sounds good. I'll take yeah, it. I got I got us there 45 seconds ago, and I didn't have to use the internet browser. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> at least to win. At, let's, let's move it, uh, over to their schedule. As we know, big game against the Bears to kind of kick things off. They remain on the road uh, against the Falcons before they go home to the Saints, then the Lions, and then back on the road to Vegas to take on the Raiders before they kind of hit thereby uh, when i look at it and just like kind of taking it in from the color coding here no large stretches in terms of like being on the road a lot or home a lot it seems like a fairly balanced schedule uh very similar to the bears too where they have a couple of away games towards the end but of course they get a finish at home here uh, against the bears and as i mentioned i don't know if i said it in my article or not but i love the packard sandwich that is our schedule and then they kind of get like a bears sandwich too with everything is in between with those being the bookends and i think it's going to make for a really exciting start and finish uh, to the year but i'll open up to you guys in terms of what stands out uh, for this packers schedule and of course i know the big one is love taking over how quickly does he get acclimated how big of a drop-off is it from aaron Rodgers? because there's no way in hell it's not going to be a drop-off and if i'm wrong I will gladly eat those words. Okay, sorry, begrudgingly eat those words. Uh, but what stands out to this Packers schedule for both of you guys? Yeah, I'm not with uh, the majority of Bears fans, at least some that I follow and talk to, that are just so supremely confident that Jordan Love isn't going to be good. I like, you know, Adam Hogue said it yesterday, and I'm happy he's saying it because I trust Hogue. But at the same time, I just don't understand how anyone can truly say that with confidence. Either way, but especially when they're like, oh, he's definitely going to be bad. I certainly hope so, uh, but I just don't, you know, he hasn't played in like four years. He's had one start, you know, he's come in a few times. I just, it's impossible to know. And, you know, uh, I just think a lot of Bears fans are kind of saying, oh, well, he's definitely going to be bad. You know, well, let's see that first. I certainly hope the Bears do their part to hurt his confidence week one and they better. Uh, and outside of that, it's just such a coin flip. How is Jordan Love going to lead this offense? If if he's if he's not good, the way Hogue thinks that's a very real possibility, they're going to have a tough time winning games across the board. Aaron Rodgers was the ultimate bailout factor. He could you know um, go to that that full playbook, certain plays that he loved to go to in clutch moments, third and longs, fourth quarter, whatever. Jordan Love doesn't know those plays of what he wants to do yet, and he won't know that until the season starts. So, you know, yeah, there will be a drop-off, but I'm curious to see just how much he's, you know, if he's going to actually suck or not. I certainly hope he does. Wow. You know, we share a birthday, Jordan Love and I do. I'm just looking up his reference here real quick, and, I mean, he's only hit 60% of his passes in his career. Again, only 83 passes, 0-1 as a starter three touchdowns to three interceptions and it's nothing you know crazy and you have to think too uh, at least half of those snaps right actually the majority came with Devonte adams out there and he doesn't have a player like that and they do have some good young promising wide receivers that i'm sure packers are really hoping they can mesh bond build that chemistry throughout this offseason uh but uh, to, again like uh, it is an unknown and i uh, to your point greg he may not be awful but I think all of us could agree there will be 
uh, I think a substantial drop off from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, which there would be for whoever came up next because Rodgers is such at a high level. Right. Most other quarterbacks that came in just won't be able to play to that same you know degree. What's interesting to me, uh, and I'm I'm in the middle here. Uh, like I, I think he's going to be fine, but I don't think he's going to be great. So I, if I I you know I, I'm not afraid of Jordan Love, and I think the Packers' arrogance around that we you know we went from Favre to Rodgers. Now we're just doing this. You know we've done this before. We're going to do it again. We'll we'll see, buddy. I, I don't. I have a high high skepticism on that, but I think he can be fine, and fine is is fine for us because. They have been elite forever, but here uh, to their schedule. Sorry, a little long winded here, but it, it's interesting to me the early part of the schedule as far as the quarterback goes, because you've you've got three Sunday games at the start, then you play Thursday night at Detroit or at home with Detroit. So you're home on Sunday, you're home on Thursday, and then the Packers can really kind of take a deep breath and figure out where they're at with Jordan love. Cause they'll have the extra time. They don't play again until Monday, the ninth. So you've, it's an 11 day break. And then after that, they have their bye week So they really can do sort of a multiple reset at the start of the year to figure out like what they have in love, what's gone right, what's gone wrong, reset themselves and, and then, you know, get ready to go for the second half of the season, which could in theory play well for green Bay. How, and, and, you know, the Bears, obviously, their bye doesn't come until week 13. The Packers are getting it early. I prefer the bye week early. Uh, it's a long time to go. But the Bears, you know, last year, they quarter, you know they reset after the Washington game. And the Bears have an early Thursday night game on the 5th with the Commanders, which, by the way, was the weirdest thing about the schedule yesterday to me, that the NFL needed to run that game back. But they did. And, and you know, the Bears could have their own little mini reset at the beginning of the year if they need to as well. Hopefully they won't be in that position. Awesome. Any other thoughts on Green Bay before we move over to Minnesota? No, I just think to Carm's guy that tweeted earlier, that's another reason to the point of, well, what if he does build momentum and he is better than Bears fans are expecting? Well, if you get him week one, he hasn't figured any of that out. So you can slip that, you know, dub in there. You know, it's at home. So I, I can't stress enough how much they better win that game. They absolutely, I, I, I hate saying they cannot lose it, but they literally cannot lose that game. It's such a statement moment. For the Bears, they no longer have Aaron Rodgers. If you don't win that game, it's demoralizing, truly. Oh, no, it is. I put in the article, whatever the combined record was between Favre and then Rodgers, you go boom, boom. I'm sick of it. Greg, I know you're sick of it, too. Everyone listening is like, I'm ready for this rivalry to look different. I'm ready for the scales to kind of shift uh, in the opposite direction because it's just been one far you know two-sided and i'm just ready for them to kind of take this thing by the horns and the only way to do that or at least the best way to do that would be a week one win at home and start cementing yourself as like okay it's time for us to be big brother again as we have been the whole time we've just been taking a nap a long 30 year nap but <laughs> that was a hibernation <laughs> yeah well, exactly <laughs> as far as things changing go to vegas look at the odds over-unders for the season. The Bears are at seven and a half. The Packers are at seven and a half. When's the last time going into a season that the Bears and Packers had the same over-under number? Uh, it, it's a long time. A long, long time. Probably 
about a decade ago. I was yeah. gonna, yeah, yeah, maybe that one. But I think the bear surprised a lot of people, and the Mac trade probably, you know, changed that here again too. But yeah. and again, to me, it's more than just what people are expecting each team to look like overall. There's there's the overall, and then it's the head to head, and the head to head. They've just had the Bears number dead to rights every which way you can have it. And it doesn't matter if you stop Aaron Rodgers. They found other ways to win. Aaron Rodgers found other ways to win. The defense can let us down. The offense won't show up. Like the second half back in 2018, that season opener, Bears handed to him the first half, and then they just fell apart. Those are like the the monkeys to get off the back. Like that's a big one right there for the Bears because it's it's just that Green Bay bugaboo that they just have not been able to shake. And again, it's different. Uh, there is a difference, at least to me, about the overall picture of what a team looks like and then also those head-to-head matchups because there's so much historical weight there that I believe it matters, and that's why the Bears need to start chipping away at it. Jeff Brock's in the chat said, Nap, that was a damn coma. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's sad. Sad but true. Hopefully we've awakened from our slumber. Awesome. We still have Minnesota to get to here, uh, but I'm actually going to call. Let's do one more break, and then we can do Minnesota and kind of finish off the show. And, Mark, you're up first because you have a message to share from Goose. I I do. uh, You know, you guys just got me super excited thinking about uh, tailgating and Packers and what we should be drinking. And, of course, you should be taking down the Goose Island, uh, which is the official beer of CHGO, Goose Island. That's right. Chicago's beer uh, since 1988. The beer roster, the Goose IPA, the Tropical Beer Hug, the 312 Wheat Ale, which tends to be my personal favorite, the Full Pocket Pills, Everyday Beer, what the brewers are drinking. Uh, yes, I've been crushing some 312 Wheat Ale. Got some of in the fridge but the bottom line grab your ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at goose island's original brew house that's Clybourne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company once again chicago's beer and I want to share one of my favorite partners that we have here, and that is Shady Rays, because they are here to help you take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. I've been rocking my Shady Rays that I got back in 2018 here throughout this week, and like I said, extremely durable. But if you somehow manage to break or maybe just lose them, it doesn't matter if it's day 100 day 1000 or even day one they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because you have you know they have your back for long after you purchase and together with their customers another thing i love about this company is they provide much needed support to nonprofit partners across the united states through the shady rays impact from building play sets to for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with ms the outdoor adventure of a lifetime shady rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come so for our listeners shady rays are giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com Use code CHGO, and that will unlock you 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Shout out to my guy, Jay Lieb, who uh, I went to high school with, who uh, hit me up on LinkedIn that he got his shady rays because of CHGO, and he's super excited about them. Um, 
Jay may not know this, but my first ever girlfriend left me for him. That was a little bit of a, a blow to me and my ego back in the uh, you know freshman year days, and it only took me 15, 16, 22 years to get over it, but I'm good now. So uh, are you? You're scratching your face. I, I, I mean, you know, it was it was it was, uh, it was tough. It's tough at the time. Understood. Our heartbreak Jay. sucks. I, the, I get it. In it, the definitely. summer of '69. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy, buddy. Jay was ready to do things that I was not ready to do back at that uh, time point in time. All right, back to the show we go. Oh <laughs> man, I was just gonna say I can't wait. You know, until I reach your milestones, Carmen. People from high school reaching out to me through LinkedIn, and that's how we reconnect. Because, like, oh boy. Isn't that just glorious? <laughs> hey, it was big. We uh, There was a reunion that we had at the good old Highland Park High School that six people showed up to. Six. Six of us. And uh, me and Jay were two of the six. What's there up? There you go. Yeah, there Mine got canceled my tenure because of COVID, and they never rescheduled it. Or maybe they just didn't invite me. That's probably closer to it. I, I don't talk to anyone uh, that I went to high school with. But like, we're getting so far into uh, you know left field that – we're not even talking about football. I just referenced baseball. So let's get back to the gridiron. Let's look at this Viking schedule and the gritty master over there, Justin <laughs> Jefferson. My kid makes sure to you know let me know that every single day. He's like, you know, Jefferson invented it. I'm like, I don't know about that, but all right. Man. I know uh, it's the gritty, but it just this it looks so stupid. This picture, it just does. I know it's the gritty and whatever, but. It's in the picture itself. He looks so silly. I don't know why. Awesome. All right, let's pull the schedule back up, Law. Thanks. Appreciate it. So uh, I'll give like the first bit here. The schedule's weird, actually. That graphic's weird, how the, how they did it. It looks yeah, like week I was three by, like doesn't week it? Three? Yeah, I thought so, too. Okay, I see how it lays we, out now. Someone needs to go to Minnesota and mention that like here in Chicago, we read left to right. We don't do this up and down BS. <laughs> uh, it's just strange. But anyway, uh, so they start... Uh, do they even have a code on here or what's a way? Oh yeah. It says at, that would help me. All right. So they're home against Tampa. Then they head to Philly to take on the Eagles. That'd be tough. Chargers, Carolina, as we know, they need to take care of business there. And then you have Kansas city uh, against us here at Chicago and then San Francisco. They have a really late buy too that I see. Yep. Uh, again, this this up and down thing is really throwing my eyes for a loop to try to like correlate some trends. Hopefully you guys are better at it than I, uh, what stands out? So their schedules, it's a little bit more predictable as far as like when they're playing. I mean, they've got the Thursday night in week two. So like you're not exhausted at that point, right? It's kind of an ideal time to get a Thursday night. However, they've got to go to Philadelphia. I mean, Bears fans got to love that. And again, uh, the Bears don't play the Niners. San Francisco is absolutely an NFC uh, contender. That's not going to be an easy game. It's also at home. They've also, uh, they do get the Chiefs at home, which of course the Bears are, are going on the road. And then they bookend again. We talked about with Lions, same, you know, but they're, they're bookending with Detroit and the late bye. But they're, they're basically, you know, we're, we're, we've got all these Thursday games. They've got one and it's right at the start of the season. So I do think that plays a little bit easier, more regular weeks for Minnesota. I love the comment from B-Side 312. If you're a Viking, get to hiking. That was from the Bear Schedule release video. What a what a great line that was. Yeah. Uh, awesome from... stuff there too. Uh just in terms of like, you know, highlighting some of those stretches in the schedule, Greg. What about you? Uh do you think it's a favorable one for the guys up, you know, the purple people leaders up north? Yeah. I don't there's not really anything I could see in there that 
I would say is a really tough stretch where I can't like with the Packers, I have a tough time seeing how they can win this game, that game, but with, with the Vikings, I can see their way to more wins. You know, I know a lot of people are, are picking against them because they won so many close games last year. I got news for you. That's the NFL. Every game is close. And uh, the bear, the bears were the worst team in football and they were in one score games all season long. So it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. Most games come down to three points. That's why Vegas typically puts the spread at three and a half points. But if we're just looking at the very start of the season, which is probably the easiest to project, the fact that they have a Thursday night week, week two is certainly interesting. You don't see that that often, but playing Tampa Bay as you're like, if you had lost, then you got to turn around three days later and play. That's, that's a lot harder. But when you win feeling good about yourselves three days later, Philly's going to be a tough place to play no matter what, but at least you've got that win in your back pocket. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to have a tough time, you know, uh, winning a lot of games this year. So I think the NFC North will be feeding off the bucks and hopefully the bears do their part as well. But that's kind of where I see it with, with the Vikings. I think they're still going to be a very solid team. So this actually brings up an interesting, uh, I think development for me as I'm looking at these schedules. So the Vikings play, the Bucks week one. So as a Bears fan, what would you rather have? Would you rather have the Vikings get a win, but they just completely destroy Baker's confidence? Everything's all shaky there in Tampa Bay. So when they the Bears take on Tampa Bay week two, you're you're you know they're on a little bit more shaky ground. Maybe that'll help the Bears out secure a, another win if they end up beating Green Bay come week one. Or obviously you would like your teams in your division to lose games. So then you have Tampa Bay winning, but then you face Tampa Bay with maybe a little bit more confidence than the other way around, which could present its own share of problems. It's a great question. Uh, I think ultimately I take Minnesota losing and take my chances with the Bucks, and maybe they feel a little overconfident and the Bears get rolling in there. No problem. We'll take uh, – we, we got you. By the way, that lines out on that game too. The Bears are a one-point favorite over the Tampa Bay Bucks on the road for whatever that's worth. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see early season – you know, if the Vikings are rolling over Tampa and, and we're scuffling through, that won't be a great sign or vice versa. It, 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 would, it could build some divisional confidence. Sure. Because if the Vikings lose to the Bucks, and then you go and beat the Bucks, now you've got a little bit of a litmus test look at how you may match up with the Vikings talent wise. Obviously head to head is going to be different with your matchups, but you know, there's that immediate kind of comparison that you can play. So, uh, yeah, you're going to take the division um, losing a game. Uh, but the, the momentum thing is such an interesting point, uh, Will. I, I, I bring that up a lot that people like when you're trying to, you know, pick the schedule, it's just such a huge factor in how you pick the games week to week. Momentum is something that you just can't put on paper. That's one of the most real things in football. The, the Lions, what did they start last year? Like one and five or something like that, right? And they finished like eight and two, however it was. And, you know, that that's momentum. So, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see for the Vikings. For the Bears, I just, you know, going back to the Bears' first four, it's just so crucial to me that they get that positive momentum rolling. You got the Packers, the Bucks, opportunity to go 2-0 and before you play the Chiefs. It's such a vital moment in their season. I think it is the difference between them winning seven games or eight or nine. You know, it, 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 you can't you can't stumble out the gate. 
No, you can't. And of course, too, it's just about if they if the Bears do come out strong, uh, keeping that momentum, and that will be a challenge. The NFL season is a slog. It's a true marathon. And uh, I think that's why it's not that it's difficult to pick. Everyone would love to have a great start to the season. Uh, but yes, you, you have to also like, you know, finish the story. Uh, ha, Cody Rhodes. Uh, just want to throw that out there. Uh, finish your story and, and make sure that you're not just squandering. Like, what was that? Mark Trespin's second year or first season when the Bears won all these games. Three and zero, baby. And next thing you know, they just fall off the you know the face of the planet here, and it's the worst second half that I ever experienced. Okay, I've probably had a lot worse uh, as a Bears fan. Uh, <laughs> you know, watching bad. that kind of unfold there too. So. Yeah, it's it's important, and I think the good thing about the culture uh, that the Bears are building, the fact that they're a very young team and they have a lot of energy, and they're not going to be traveling a lot this year. They're going to get the most rest. I saw that comment too. Like, I think the most rest in almost a, two decades in the NFL in terms of like some space between these games. Like, right. that's really going to help out this young team if they can get some confidence, stay fresh. Like, I think they'll be. In a lot of these games, they already were last year. To your point, Greg, it's just a matter of finishing uh, those games and Justin taking that next step, the defense being more for- formidable against the pass and against the run, some of these extra weapons on offense. Like There are plenty of reasons that you could point to and be like, yeah, that's why the Bears can win some of these one-score games. And you put them all together, and it should make for an exciting season. And again, I may not talk myself into 11 wins, but, you know, you mentioned eight, you mentioned nine, like from going from first overall pick to a nine winning, you know, season, plus you get that extra first round pick from Carolina. Like that would be some great momentum for a strong push in 2024. I, it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge. I would hope the Flues can maybe dial up his Zen stuff here or just his creativity period and, and how they're going to handle you know, the, the two Thursday night games, the Monday night game, uh, you know, Sunday night playing. The, the only time the, the entire year that they play back-to-back the same time is week six and seven, home with Minnesota, home with the Raiders. So, And that's Monday night, right? Is no, those are, a- both, those are both Sunday games. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Sunday the 15th, Sunday the 22nd. So those are the only two back-to-back, same start, noon. Um, so... I, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily make a huge difference. Like I think baseball players are more creatures of habit and like, you know, they're just used to doing their routine and getting out there when they take BP and all that stuff. But it, it, it's still, you know, it is, is something to look at. Like the bears are all, literally all over the place and, and it's a compliment that, uh, you know, we're, you know, four primetime games could turn into five uh, depending on flexing and all that people are optimistic on the bears plus just the bears of the bears so i i, I wonder how the flus is if, if if at all strategizing the game times and the and the way the way the weeks are going to set up yeah for sure i'm going to address the super chat real quick from uh brutalicious uh thank you uh, for the generous super chat here people are saying you know must win about early season uh, to our point here uh, last year, Jacksonville started four and eight, rattled off five wins in a weak division and made the playoffs. Would you rather win week one or week 18 to go to the playoffs? Considering it's Green Bay, I would love to win both and still make the playoffs. <laughs> but if I had to choose as much as I would love to say, let's start that season off right. It, 
uh, if you had something to play for in, in week 18 and like you knew like the playoffs were on the line, I think if the Bears are in that situation and you know the spot's not secured, but you can, if you're win, you're in sort of a deal. I would still call that a successful season and talk about like our show and that week and all the moment, like the, the, well, obviously there'll be some momentum, but just like the energy and the buzz of like, holy shit, the Bears can go at the playoffs right here if they can beat the Packers. And they lost to the Packers week one. So now it's time, as we talked about, to exercise that demon. And we all know this demon really started, oh, what, 12 years ago when the Packers won their way in against the Bears? Let's complete the circle, change the script. Yeah, as somebody that was in the stands when Randall Cobb got that fateful <laughs> touchdown over Chris Conti, I nope. do not want to lose the last week of the season. I can promise you that, bro. Delicious. Uh, I will take if you're making me do the would you rather. I'm going to take the week 18. But you know the context is key in this. You know Jacksonville didn't play their you know hated rival, just losing their franchise quarterback to back to back the last 30 years with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. You know the context of this moment is is probably a little different than what Jacksonville was facing week one last year so you know i i definitely think this is not only a statement in the rivalry but for the bears themselves to have a a a competitive year um you know i i know it's hyperbole there's no question about that but be and and then also it being at soldier field you want to win all your division games but you definitely want to win all your home division games Mm mm-hmm for sure. I, I don't have anything to add. It's just with the hypothetical here, at least for me, it's like, well, at, at least I would know the playoffs are in week 18. Week one, you win. You have no idea uh, what's happening between week one and week 18. So that's why I went with that. Uh, Brodelicious. Bro we want to make the playoffs. Period. End of story. Let's go. Um, and of course, we would read your super chat, Brodelicious. We, <laughs> he that's, had what, the that's, what, that's what we do. That's who we are. That's that's this game. Um and if they lose to Green Bay in week one, we're going to have a meltdown. It's going to suck. But that doesn't mean the season's over and in any way, shape, or form. There will be 16 more games to play. And I will I will have a, I will have optimism flowing even if they lose to Green Bay unless – I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. Well, I was, I was like, that sounds – I got <laughs> Someone gets hurt. Someone gets hurt, then, 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 then that'll change. Then, then, then you get muted by law right now. <laughs> not talking about that. Thank you. Uh, appreciated and Mark saying positive throughout season. I would, can, what are the, what's the line on that Mark? You're still muted by the way. Uh, that I'll be positive all season. Mm-hmm. Not good. Not good. I know. I, I, I was going to say, I, 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 I can the, probably by October. It'll, yeah, it'll be know, teetering I, at, at the brink here. That that's the fun of it though. Ride the roller coaster, baby. Um, I just, but you, to your point, Will, maybe perhaps my goal for 2023 will be to have a greater flag planted out in the distance when the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl perspective and not ride it as much week to week and just kind of, you know, yeah, I, just have that have that yeah. inner faith that everything's going to work out. Okay. Vegas puts it at, what, seven and a half, like you said. I will begrudgingly accept seven wins. I will not be happy with that. Anything less than seven wins to me is a disappointment. I understand this team still has holes to fill. They're not a complete, they're, it's not a completed project here.
by any means, but there are very few teams in the NFL that have every hole filled on their team. I feel like Bears fans feel like they're the only team that has holes. Other teams have holes. So I, anything six wins or less, I, I think would be a massive disappointment when you consider the investment they brought in, in the linebackers, the corner they added to their secondary that I thought was solid, a running back room that I think is solid DJ Moore. They added the best wide. They were the, they have the best wide receiver added that was available. I know they made him available through trade, but nobody added a better wide receiver than DJ Moore. You know, they traded for chase Claypool. Justin Fields is in his second year with Luke Getze. So for all these fans that want to say, Oh, well, they only won three games. So six is doubling last year. They were trying to lose literally for the second half of the entire season. And Ryan Poles built a roster that he really had no intention on winning at all the whole year. So if they win six games or less, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. I will take anything from seven or up, but I have a line here. You know, I mean, I think, we need to raise our expectations a little in this city. Yeah, I mean, it's all about setting realistic ones, and seven, I think, is realistic. And like you, if they win less than that, I, I think you will have to admit there are some problems here, and this build isn't going uh, exactly according to plan, and there may need to be a reevaluation, whether it would be uh, with the guy under center, not saying that will be the case, but in this situation, if the Bears will win six or less games, you have to look at it coaching the same exact thing. But I'm optimistic that that won't be the case. And we're going to be talking about what a year that was and what, how bright is this future? And, and that's kind of where my gut's telling me this is going to go. It's just a matter of what this year ends up looking like in terms of like, is it seven? Is it eight? Is it nine? I saw someone says 12 in there. And again, the Bears were so close last year with all the talent. Anything is possible, but uh, I'm not going to put the cart uh, in front of the horse just yet. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Just a good hang with you guys today. Hope you have a great weekend. And I will just remind you, Braggs, uh, one of the most important things a defense can do is get to the quarterback. And the Bears have a gaping hole right there. Once it will the- be addressed. It uh, yeah. will be addressed. Ryan, I mean, he, he, did, he did just say that today. He did yeah, just say Ryan that. Ryan Pohl's doing the media tour. I'm not going to say I'm not, I'm mad. I'm not going to say I'm mad at Ryan Poles for not coming on today, but I am kind of mad, Ryan. You, you should have came on, given us a little moment because yes, it sounds like he's been saying through the tea leaves of uh, some other stations around town that he's going to add somebody. And I have, that's like, that's obvious. He has to add a defensive end. So yeah, I'm um, excited to see what else they, they add. And, and I'll probably, would, I, I had him at 12 wins last night, Will. I'll find Holy my way down cow. to 10. Yeah, because I'm a, I, I went crazy last night. I kind of blacked out. Uh, so I think I'm going to find my way down to 10, I think, is where I'm going to go this year. I'm not afraid to say it. It's time to set our expectations high. This team will be competitive. So that's it. That's all I got. Um, awesome. Simple enough. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. As you see the message from Justin in the bottom left of your screen, Give us a like. I think I saw a few minutes ago, we were like five away from 100. We'll love to break the century mark by the time that I finish this sentence. All right, I stretched it out long enough. We should definitely be there. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back next week, as you know. Uh, But until next time, bear down, Chicago.